0: This is Lion Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Lion Dance Podcast. What is your name?
1: Hi, my name's Gemma Rydyard.
0: Gemma Rydyard. How do you spell that? Uh,
1: G-E-M-M-A-R-I-D-Y-A-R-D. Unusual.
0: And that is an interesting accent. Where do you hail from?
1: Um, I live in a little place in England called Fleet. It's about an hour down from London and an hour up from Bournemouth hmm. in the countryside. So it's really nice, really quiet. Um, but it's a great place to be.
0: What would you say is your primary role in the line dance community?
1: Ooh, that's tough. Mm. Um, I don't think I have a primary role, but I love to teach classes at home. During my week, I teach five classes a week. Of anywhere from beginner all the way up to advanced. And the age range is probably ooh, about 30 up to 85. So that's sort of my big, my biggest passion and, and my main role during my week-to-week life hmm. and and you know i love that
0: how long have you been doing that
1: oh just teaching
0: oh uh line dancing and then teaching
1: i started line dancing when i was nine mm-hmm. so i'm scared to admit that that's 19 years ago and then i did a lot of competition and when i was 18 i started teaching children's dance so not line dancing i was always a little bit scared um, I think being 18 and try, and in a room full of people that are that much older than you sometimes is intimidating and I felt like I was telling them what to do and that was quite a hard transition going from being a, a participant to actually instructing so actually really I've been teaching properly line dancing for about two years
0: mm. What are some of the big hit dances that uh, they just you know, run out to the floor for over there?
1: what in England
0: mm-hmm. yeah I know that can differ from the United States to the UK the scene can be a little different choreographers are a little different
1: yeah true oh gosh you put me on the spot now I've seen what I've been doing um, Strip That Down is really popular at home as well as it is here um, Summertime Sway that's really popular of Rachel's um, oh, Should Be Loved another one of Rachel's that's really popular in my classes
0: You know, another, uh, another question I have for you dance-wise is, like, beginners. Yep. It's so, I, I don't want to say difficult, but it can be a challenge to hook them. Yes. When you're when you're teaching them for the you know, the first couple dances, you really want to wow them with something mm-hmm. that they can actually grasp. What are some dances that you reliably teach beginners because you know those are your go-tos and those are the ones they're going to love?
1: Okay, so I do the Galway Gathering. Uh, Gary O'Reilly and Maggie Gallagher, um, it's a catchy little Irish tune, I find you know, the steps aren't too hard but there's some good basic steps in there and the song's really catchy. We also do one called Cut a Rug, I don't think it's probably wildly known, sort of known but it's a great track by Scooter Lee and I want to get everybody moving. I also do a little one to Dancing on the Ceiling, again it's a track that you can put on, everybody knows and once they've got the steps you can kind of just enjoy it and get into the rhythm, and also Little Red Book by D. Musk, that's another popular one different variety of steps but really popular, again, a catchy song that everybody knows, and you could pick it up so things like that
0: Are there any choreographers that, uh, that you especially enjoy the styles of? Uh, the ones that really fill up your, your book of step sheets?
1: Um, yes, Rachel is a massive <laughs> influence yep. um, to me, I, I, I love watching her, I love you know, her dances, her style of music. Guillaume is a huge influence to me. I thoroughly enjoy, um, I've, I have had the pleasure of working with him and I think that he is so talented and gifted in, in so many ways um, and, and a huge inspiration to me.
0: Now, what is your story with World Dance Masters? What has that been like, would you say?
1: Oh, it's, it's been good. I, ooh, I think I left UCWDC in 2006 and then I moved to World Dance Masters. I competed for four years with them which was amazing I started two um, I think I did two years in intermediate I won the first year and I was in junior team and then I had to go up an age group so then I had to do advanced open I think it was then. And I came second that year, which gave me enough points to go up to All-Stars. So then I did two years in All-Stars, which was you know, incredible and a massive highlight for me being part of the show at World Dance Masters. And then I, step, I stepped away, actually, from sort of the competition scene and the social scene, and I was teaching disco freestyle at home. And I had a group of kids that I taught every week, and every weekend we would travel and we would do disco competitions. So I had a team of about 25 kids, and that became a big sort of focus of my life for quite a few years until probably three years ago. And then I came back into social dancing and I realized what a big hole it had left in my life. And it sort of came back with a bit of a bang. And two years ago, this coming August, I decided to enter the choreography competition at Worlds. Um, And we're lucky enough to win, which brought me to Boston this year. I got to teach and then this year I thought, okay, I won the non-country division. Let's have a go at the country division. And again, I was lucky enough to win, which brought me to Florida this year. And so I've had a really great journey with Masters. Um, so I've taught there the last two years because that was a winning prize. And then this coming year, I'll get to teach again. So it's been it's been a really great journey and really nice to transition from competition through to social to then entering choreography and just seeing where that path took me. And it challenged me in many different ways. It took me out of my comfort zone and my favorite quote in life is, "The magic happens at the edge of your comfort zone." And if you never try, you never know what, what might happen. So it's been it's been a journey and it's been challenging, but I have I've had a great journey and I've loved I've loved everything about masters.
0: Choreography. What is your process? It can be I mean, it can well, be well, such we, a yeah, challenge. Heard... Oh, here, uh, Megan. Yes, Megan likes it. Come closer to my chest. We have a microphone (laughs) attached to me. Um, we've heard like people will close their eyes and they'll lay on their bed and they'll listen to music. Some people listen to it over and over in the car. We've heard that some people listen to it a minimum of twenty times and if they stop or skip it at all, then they don't choreograph to it. Do you have some thing that you do that helps you decide on what to do?
1: I think I have to have an instantaneous connection to a piece of music. So for example, blackout as soon as as soon as i heard that actually my mum found that on itunes and she played it to me and i was like oh my god this song it just took me to to another place same with imagine such a powerful song and that was the one i actually entered for worlds this year and i listened to the music and it's got kind of a kind of a gospel feel even though it's a, con- a country track and through the first chorus i was like yeah i really like this and then when it hit the crescendo i was like Um, it it has to be an instantaneous thing for me and meaning of life that I've taught while I've been here this weekend I teach body pump at um, ungodly hour at 6 o'clock in the morning at home and I was flicking through iTunes at 5am thinking right what what am I looking for I heard the song and I was like okay, right I've downloaded it I listened to it in the car I listened to it three times back to back and I was like this is the one it has to be it just has to strike a chord with me and I, I know instantaneously if it means something to me if it connects with me, then I know that I can do my best with it. If I don't have that connection with a, a song, then I'm not going to deliver my best choreography. So I want that instantaneous connection with, with a track. And it can, it depends what it is, any time of the day. Not even anything specific, just... I'm, I can't even describe it. It's just a moment. And I think probably everybody that choreographs, they hear a song and it you, you think, yeah, this is me, this has got my name on it. And I, I think that's, that's kind of the bottom line with it for me, certainly.
0: Is there any secret source of, of uh, untapped music that you've discovered, like your parents' record collection or obscure radio stations?
1: Uh, no, purely huh? purely iTunes. <laughs> Although I do have, I teach group fitness at home, and I teach three different programs, Body Pump, Shabam, and Body Balance. And sometimes there's a little bits of gem that comes up through something totally unrelated to dance so i think oh yeah that's got a really nice kind of beat to it uh, so it, it just depends there, there's no sort of hidden ways a case for me of trawling through itunes and finding something like yeah i like that looking on cop and line dance and going oh man someone's already done something to it trial and ever and and then suddenly you find that little gem and you're like okay let's let's do this
0: as a competition dancer, there are so many little details that, that go into really perfecting your form. Are there any that are maybe especially challenging, but completely worth it to master? Whether it's like extension or core, moving with intention, foot placement, is there anything that, uh, that once you got, you just felt that, that reward yeah. of success?
1: For me, it's a full body connection to the music, using every piece of your body and all the way through from connecting from your shoulder down to your elbow, wrists and all the way full extension through to your fingertips. For me, I I really love upper body work. And then I feel like when you're happy and you you love the music, the feet flow naturally. So it's all about upper body, using your rib cage, isolation work. I love that. And kind of nightclubs and rolling aids. they they're my one true love. I love everything else and, and I love choreographing that, but When I hear a nightclub or something it just takes me away and I love being free and I think when I teach some of my classes I say to them, anything goes and everything is encouraged. If you want to put your arm in the air, you want to clap your hands, go for it. This is a way that you can express yourself and it doesn't matter, dance is such a free thing. Be who you want to be, don't worry about what the person ten rows back thinks. You know they're doing their own thing as long as you're enjoying it then absolutely go for it and embrace it you
0: know that actually uh, takes me to a related question which is if you had a billboard for all line dance to see yeah uh, yeah a way to broadcast a message out or some advice or maybe just something for people to think about what would you want all the lan- line dancers of the world to be exposed to be free mm-hmm.
1: be free in that moment that you're on the floor don't Lose your inhibitions and get lost in the moment, get carried away with the music, don't ever hold back or let anything stop you from being what you want to be, absolutely, I think so many times in life we're scared of what someone else might think or of being judged and we shouldn't be, we're all here to have a good time and it doesn't matter, as long as you're enjoying yourself, that's the most important thing.
0: If people wanted to get in contact with you, how would they best uh, they communicate with you? Maybe online? Um,
1: yeah, I've got I have two ways at the moment. I'm having a website built at the moment, so that will be hopefully in the next sort of six weeks. It'll be ready, up and running. But at the moment, either Facebook, Gemma Richard, or I have a dance email account, which is gem at gemrijard.com. Hmm. Okay. Either of those ways are the best way to contact me.
0: And before I, I get to uh, my personal final question... Do we have any questions from Megan?
1: Um, One of my favourite things
0: to do, just to kind of really get to know the person outside of dance, is outside of dancing, because obviously we all love dancing, it's all a passion. Do you have what I like to call like a guilty pleasure, whether it's food or binge-watching Netflix or going for walks with your dog or something like that?
1: Ah, Okay, so I have a few guilty pleasures. Chocolate is a massive guilty pleasure of mine and drinking tea and biscuits. That's on my food, food baby. Um, TV-wise, Criminal Minds in Chicago Fire. Absolutely love those two. And I have eight dogs.
0: I love you. <laughs> oh my God, I love you. <laughs> yes, uh, I have eight dogs.
1: I have um, six Pomeranians and two Cavapoms. Aww. And in my free time, I breed as well. Oh my God. So gosh. that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I've had four litters in the last couple of years. Um, raised 10, I think 15 puppies um, because poms are small, so they don't have very big litters. Um, and I find that a guilty pleasure, really rewarding, heartbreaking oh, yes. when they go to their yes. new homes. I cry like a baby, uh-huh. I can put my hands up and admit that, <laughs> but watching that journey and, and knowing that you've helped bring them into the world and cared for them for those eight or ten weeks is indescribable. Awesome.
0: In all of line Dance history, past to the present, is there a dance that you would recommend that everybody learn right now? Could be yours, could be somebody else's. One dance that you think everybody would massively benefit from learning.
1: Faith and Desire. just learned that. I love that dance. I never had the pleasure of actually learning it and I don't even know where I was. On the edge of the floor, and I was like, Oh, I love this song. And then the song said, Swing of Your Hips. Everyone was swinging their hips. I was like, This one, I need to learn this one. And I think Johanna did such an amazing job Um, musicality, the choreography. I think that everybody could do it. And I, I, God, every time it comes on, I go to an event and I'm like, Faith and Desire. That's the only thing I ever request at an event. Because I love it and I love being around people and seeing how everybody feels that music. How do we all swing our hips? Because everybody interprets it differently and I think that it's it's magical. But well done, Joanna. Mm,
0: good choice. All right. Well, we are here at Florida Line Dance Classic and we are just outside the ballroom where open dance is going on. So now I think it's a great time for us to head back in and see what's coming up. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, guys.
0: We'll see you on the dance floor.
1: See you soon. Bye-bye.